Jazz Shapers with Elliot Moss on Jazz FM. Listening Colour. In partnership with Mishkondorea, named Law Firm of the Year at the Legal Business Awards and the Lawyer Awards 2017. Oh, the shark has pretty teeth, dear, and he shows them pearly white. Just a jackknife has McHeath, dear, and he keeps it out of sight. Shirley Horn with her take on the classic Mac the Knife. Good morning, this is Jazz Shapers. I'm Elliot Moss. Thank you very much for joining. Jazz Shapers is where you can hear the worlds of music and business collide. Alongside the shapers of the world of jazz, blues and soul, I bring someone who's shaping the world of business. And I'm very pleased to say that my business shapers, which is what we call them, my business shaper this morning is Matt Lum. And Matt is the CEO and director of Tangle Teaser. And Tangle Teaser, for those of you who don't know, are the business that produces a brilliant range of hairbrushes. You'll be hearing lots from Matt very shortly. In addition to hearing from Matt, you'll be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea, some words of advice for your business. And then we've got the music, and it's a brilliant mix today. Blue Lab Beats is in there, classic Cannibal Adley, and this from the one and only Mr Stevie Wonder. That was Stevie Wonder with Isn't She Lovely and Isn't That Still Lovely. Matt Lum is my business shaper today, as I said earlier. Matt's chief executive officer, to give him his full title, and director of Tangle Teaser. And they are uh, the people that make very, very clever hairbrushes, which, as I said, also my family use. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. It's, it's, I'm pleased you are here. Um, we've, been, we've almost done this a few times. We, uh, we're very excited, um, Matt. People wouldn't know that, but we, we sometimes spend time stalking uh, the people that we like on the program and you're one of them and you're one of them because the business has grown dramatically over the last few years um I'd love to know, you were an accountant, I believe, before you moved into the Tangle Tees right. world and you were Chief Operating Officer to start with back in uh, 2011. What made you join the Tangle Tees business and, 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 and what's kind of happened since? Um, <clears throat> well, seven years ago it was. I met Sean seven years ago this month. Um, Sean, was, Sean's the founder. So, sorry, Sean Palfrey is the founder. Um, he's, uh, he's the creative guys the creative influence in the business I'm, I'm not that creative more numbers and operations and all that sort of thing uh, I was at uh, a conference that I wasn't supposed to go to um, and got asked to go to the night before um, and went along um, and Sean was on stage he'd been asked to say a few words about about a software um, package and I remember watching him on Dragon's Den and remember thinking at the time um, it's a good product but as so often um, the the business plan wasn't quite up to much, um, and he didn't he didn't get any investments. But I remember thinking at the time it was a good product, and I got chatting to him uh, over lunch, and um, basically said, you know, <clears throat> if I'm good at anything, it was it was putting management information together for non-accountants, if that makes sense. So presenting financials to people who don't live and breathe them. Um, and long story short, I I did a bit of consultancy work for him for six months um, and then joined full-time in uh, at the end of January 2011 um, full-time in the office there was he, just he he and I 
Um, and yeah, that was it seems like a lifetime ago now. There's 52 of us now, I think. And the business has, has changed beyond recognition pretty much year on year. Mm. Um, and at that point, the business turned over roughly 2 million quid. Now we're looking at around 30 million. That's correct, yeah. 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 And, and at that point, I mean, it's an interesting thing to do. You go up to someone at a conference that you weren't meant to be at, but obviously yeah. that doesn't matter now because you're not going to get in trouble for that. Um, what, were, what were you drawn to about this guy? Uh, he's really charismatic. He's really charismatic. Um, he backs himself. Um, he believes completely in himself and, and the people around him. Um, but first and for- foremost, it, we're, we're a bit of a in, in the UK in particular. We're very much a cult brand now. Um, but it's function from a functionality point of view, it works. Mm. It just works. Um, <clears throat> and I don't know. I it, you know, like I said, it was not quite a startup, but it, it'd been going a couple of years. Um, I had a pretty secure job up in the northwest of England. Um, a six-month-old baby uh, had no plans to move to London whatsoever. Um, but there was just I was drawn to him. Uh, there was something about him and the product, and and I knew I could help. I knew that I knew I could do something with this with this brand with him. And it's been a good fit. His background is all hairdressing and um, and that space. Mine isn't, but together it's it's worked well. Stay with me for more from my business shaper today. That's Matt Lum, the CEO and one of the directors at Tangle Teaser, the clever hairbrushes. Time for some music right now. Blue Lab Beats with Keep Moving. Blue Lab Beats with Keep Moving. Apparently they're from London, if my sources are correct. Let's hope they are. Matt Lum's my business shaper today. Uh, Chief Executive Officer, Director of Tangle Teaser. They make clever brushes. You talked about how you were drawn um, to uh, Sean, the, the founder of the business, and how you just did that. That's a pretty brave move. I mean, it's not your average move that you, you get involved, you move, uh, you literally move out of the place you're living, you've got a young child and so on. It looks now like a great decision. Um, at what point did you ever question whether it was, or has I, it always been a great decision? I, I, I didn't question. The gut, my gut feel from from the minute I met him was uh, that we would work well together. Um, it was a big leap, big leap of faith. Um, Sean acknowledges that as well. Um, but you know, regret the things you've done, not the things you haven't. I think I'd been, I'd be looking back now if I was still up there, looking if Tangle Teaser had done what what we've done, thinking I could have been a part of that. You know, I could have got involved. Um, so I, d- I didn't I didn't give it a second thought. And mm. I was it was it just felt like the right thing to do. Tell me a little bit about the product range, just really briefly. With that, it's not a, not not a commercial at all. I just want to yeah, yeah. understand. I mean, I know one of the brushes that there's a it's a pink one with a I don't know what you would call it. It just seems to work very well. It's got a lovely bit of branding stuff. But which are, there's three or four, aren't there? Yeah, uh, there's about eight now. I think we've got um, we've got five in the detangling range. Um, we have one for home. We, we do one specifically for professional hair salons. We do one uh, to, for use on the go in handbags and stuff. Uh, we do a kids one. We do a shower one. Um, we recently launched a blow styling range, um, which is doing really well. And we recently launched a finishing uh, brush, or like a styling brush that, you, that you'd use. We're trying to promote like a three-step, three-step program, sort of three steps to fabulous hair. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not, you know, we're trying to step away from being purely a detangling brand. And how does it work when you develop your new products? Is it 
we're hearing that the market says this? Is there, are there lots of focus groups? Is there a, a moment when the team go, you know what, why don't we just create one of those? I mean, where does it start? Yeah, a bit of all of that. Uh, Sean's still heavily involved in, in our new product development, um, still heads up you know, the creative and, and new products and all that sort of thing, um, which is what he's very good at. Um, and yeah, there's a bit of both really. We 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 try and be market led. We try and be consumer led. So we're listening to the to the consumer. In fact, the um, our compact styler, which is our best selling product now, came about because uh, customers would write into Sean and say, you know, you're you're a lifesaver. The kids don't cry anymore. No tears before bedtime or before school. I wish you did a, a smaller one that I could keep in my handbag type thing. So, you know, we went and did that and. Um, and now we sell roughly, I don't know, 400,000 a month units of them, of just that one. You mentioned um, that what Sean is good at and where, where you're good. That role of partnership is critical, isn't it? It is, yeah. Did you, you obviously instinctively felt it, but as the years have gone on, what are the other skills beyond Sean, um, which feels like it's a creative kind of the maverick in the, in the business away, and you who have given it some shape. What are the other key skills that are part of the big team? Um, we, well, we did, as soon as we could afford to, and this is, you know, advice-wise, I, I say this all the time, we, we surrounded ourselves with, not rock stars, but the best people we could afford. We surrounded ourselves with people who are way better at what they do than we were at doing that. So logistics, um, you know, IT, legal brand protection, uh, all this sort of stuff. Um, the management structure we have is pretty flat. I've had the same management team in place since 20, 11 uh, and still in place now uh, we've grown from the two of us to circa 52 now I think um, everything's still manufactured in the UK um, <coughs> exports are a huge part of our business we've featured on export track and how many countries are you in I looked at that because it was uh, 70 I think just the 70 just the 70 That's so we export ambitious is it man um, I need to get on with that one <laughs> <laughs> we export 83% of our of our products wow now. and biggest uh, market outside of the UK uh, Germany it's our biggest market outside the UK, although China is fast catching up. Yeah, uh, huge, probably, huge probably potential out there yeah. in Asia is flying at the minute. Very good. Stay with us for much more from Matt Lum, my business shaper today, uh, CEO, director of Tangle Teaser. Latest travel coming up in a couple of minutes. But before that, you're going to be hearing another person from our Future Shapers series. And this person and their business are hoping that they will be shaping the future of their industry for many years to come. My name is Joel Freeman. I'm the CEO and co-founder of a business called Mobula. And it's a native commerce platform for brands and retailers. So it helps them to sell more on mobile. The best thing that's happened since we started the business, I think, is being invited to F8, which is the Facebook developer conference this year. So we've been starting to work more closely with Facebook and I think being invited by a big company that is really exciting. So to go to San Francisco to kind of meet some of the senior people at Facebook and to kind of go out to Silicon Valley is a big dream since we started and it hasn't, we haven't had that opportunity yet. So that's, I think, the thing I'm most excited about. The worst thing that's happened to me since I started the business was, was probably the beginning and I describe it as the holy trinity. So I quit my job, I broke up with my girlfriend and I moved home. And I would say that was probably the most depressing part of starting the business. And it was the most exciting, but it, it isn't easy starting a business. And I think some people don't take that into account. And I meet a lot of people that have an idea and they're still working and they, they think that they can launch the idea on the side and they're not going to have to go through that hardship. And for some people who are quite lucky, they get to bypass the really, really difficult stage. But I think a lot of people don't appreciate how hard it can be to start a business. The one bit of advice I'd give to somebody setting up a business is really thinking about the business model and how you're going to make money. It was something that we didn't think about enough. And from working for the last three to four years, 
within a startup and meeting a lot of other people, it feels like they also didn't give it enough thought. And I think that the funding isn't there as much as it was a few years ago. And no matter how smart you are, no matter how good the team is, no matter how much the market is moving in your direction, you can't get away from not having the right business model. You see a couple of examples of something that's grown really fast, like Facebook or Snapchat. There's only a few examples of those types of companies. And realistically, you're not going to be that company. So I would really, really think about the business model. And I would say the second piece of advice is to validate it. That's the most important thing you can do before you start the business. Because once you do start the business, things kind of almost get out of your control. And you just need to make sure that the basics are really in place before you get started. Jazz Shapers presents Future Shapers, the future of business today. You'll find that future shaper in full at jazzfm.com. You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss. Every Saturday I talk to someone who's shaping the world of business. And if you've missed any of the over 250, iTunes is your destination or British Airways High Life. If it is iTunes, put in the words Jazz and Shapers. Matt Lum's my business shaper today, CEO, Director of Tangle Teaser, The Clever Brushes. I think it should be a new line, by the way. It's free. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the Clever Brushes, that won't work for anyone but me. Um, <laughs> so we've been talking about a bunch of stuff and how this the, the importance of finding people that are really talented um, and more talented than you in different areas Mm. as this business grew did you start to go i mean obviously you put financial targets in place and it has grown exponentially i mean two million to 30 million in six seven years is obviously very very rapid growth Mm. that growth feels like it's been fueled by international expansion obviously if 83 percent of your sales are are international um Mm. why though why is it working matt what is at the core of this business that means it's really landing um i think first and foremost the products work so we up until t- uh, 2016 we didn't spend a penny on marketing uh, it was all word of mouth it was all very organic uh, all of the celebrity endorsements and, and so on and so forth you know we've never paid for any of those they're just they're just people who or females in particular who love the product and and then tell people about it and you know write about it and blog about it and blog about it and all that sort of stuff um so first and foremost, I think that the main bit is that that is that it, it just works, um, and obviously along the way we've pushed. The, you know, the plan was always to go global from day one. So pre-launch, um, Sean applied uh, very cleverly. Actually, applied for uh, intellectual property rights and um, coverage in m- multiple countries around the world. Uh, you can't apply for it retrospectively. So um, you know that was a that was a smart move. Uh, we had we've got a really strong IP portfolio right around the world um, and you know as soon as we could I think we were exporting 2% of sales in 2010 um, and then big mature markets now such as uh, Germany Poland China um, we've gone direct in China we've got subsidiary there now we've got subsidiary in the States um, everywhere else we use a distribution model um, you know from New Zealand and Australia to Canada and Russia and so on and so forth but, but in your role as CEO there's going to be a lot of things you have to have sight of I mean everything yeah. a quick bit of advice on managing volume and as it gets bigger what would you say to people who have to you know take this on we um, we're huge believers in empowerment um, and getting the right people in place if they're not the right people then don't waste your time or their time just part, part ways as early as you can but um, we were big believers in getting the right people in place and then letting them do their job uh, we don't Sean and I don't get too too involved you know we don't meddle we don't want to be involved in every single decision um, we're big believers in empowerment and um, 
you know, progression and career development and all that sort of stuff right across the piece, right across every single department. Um, and that's what we've done to date. So I think growing as quickly as we have, uh, we we pretty much doubled uh, sales wise. You know, so the, the the it always I think it always sounds more impressive or the scale of it sounds better when I talk about units as opposed to pound notes because we wholesale at a relatively low price. So. I think in 2010, we were selling through roughly 50,000 hairbrushes per month, and we now sell through roughly 850,000 hairbrushes per month using the same UK manufacturers, um, but we've just scaled up around that and put the team in place around that. Um, so, yeah. Well, you're doing something right, aren't you? <laughs> you're doing quite a lot right, actually. Uh, stay with me for more from Matt Lund, my business shaper. Time for some more music. This is Groovy Samba. What a great name from Cannibal Adley and Bossa Rio Sextet. <laughs> That was uh, Groovy Samba from Cannibal Adley and Bossa Rio Sextet. Matt Lum's been my business shaper and will be for a fair bit more. Um, you, you mentioned there some some good advice about actually hiring great people uh, and giving them space. And and you talked. I like the way you you actually requantified the the success that you've had in terms of as you said units rather than pounds. The pounds matter though, and um, people will know that have been following uh, your stories that, that people came knocking. To, to buy your business, to, to essentially take a major stake in your business and so on. And um, it, it almost happened and it didn't happen about 12 months ago. What did you learn from that experience? Uh, we learned a lot, actually. Um, so, yeah, we've, we've never run the business for exit. Uh, we've always run the business for it's always been run with with bottom line profit in mind we've always managed to maintain <clears throat> EBITDA margins of like 32% circa 33% um, back right back from 2010 um, we looked at taking um, a private equity investment on board um, we started the process in Jan 16 um, and it wasn't so much about um, taking money off the table it was what these guys can bring on board they can bring expertise they they bring experience they bring reach you know they may have um, they may have offices already in Brazil for example Brazil's a huge beauty economy I think the second or third biggest beauty economy in the world but it's now impossible to imp- to import products into Brazil they just make it really difficult the import taxes and duties are incredibly high um, so having having that partner on board who could say well don't worry we've already got something set up in Brazil it's that sort of it's that sort of that was the appeal um, but it didn't happen um, you know for a number of reasons <clears throat> we we learned a lot about our ourselves we we did a lot of due diligence work commercial due diligence work and we found out we knew we know we've got a great brand you you can't talk to anybody that owns one of our products without them gushing about the product it's never it's never oh yeah i bought one once and i've left it in the drawer you know they buy it and they rave about it and they tell their friends about it and stuff it's because it works and it's great um but we learned out that we've got um, we learned sorry that we've got a, a, a fantastic net promoter score we learned um, lots about the 
the consumer emotion uh, attached to our brand. Uh, we learned a lot about ourselves in terms of the management team and how experienced we are and how inexperienced we are in, in certain areas. But that's a great thing, isn't it? That self-awareness when you're running and you're, you're mid-40s and uh, you know your team is a much younger team. That's invaluable in a way. It probably will enable you, if you go again in a few years, which you may do, to really be much wiser. Absolutely. We, we, um, I'd do it differently if I had my time again. I took the uh, myself and the management team um, effectively out of the business. And we learned very quickly that it's now impossible to try and run an investment process whilst running the business with a small five-man or five-man and woman management team, which is fairly flat. The whole management structure is quite flat. Um, you know, Everyone's constantly encouraged to have ideas and we, we run with some, we, we don't run with others. There's no real hierarchical process there. You know, it's, But we learned a lot about ourselves. It was a tough 18 months and I think anybody, you know, my, my, my team there, all of them would agree with that, that it was a, it was a tough 18 months. But, um, but here you are. And here we are and we're still going. And, and we're, onwards. We're onward <laughs> upwards. and we look forwards, Matt. We don't look back. Upwards and onwards. Stay with me for my final chat with Matt. Plus we're playing a track from Madeline Peru. That's after the latest Traffic and Travel. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. Named Law Firm of the Year at the Legal Business Awards and the Lawyer Awards 2017. That was Madeline Peru with The Summer Wind. Matt Lum's been my business shaper and is for a little bit longer. Um, and if you missed earlier, he's the CEO and director of Tangle Teaser, the British business that's doing rather well in 70 other countries, Matt. Um, <laughs> we were talking before about where you'd got to and how there was the 18-month process around a potential um, sale of sorts of a kind of a realisation of some of the value in the business. Looking forward, um, the business is noted for its innovation. How does... How do you sustain that? Is there still the energy? I mean, it must have been, it was hard work, as you said. It was a tough time for the team. How do you bounce back from that and carry on pushing forward? Um, I th- you're right about the innovation. Uh, innovation is at the heart of everything we do, I think. We've won a Queen's Award for innovation um, and one for international trade, which you know, reflected on the export side of the business. Sean's still heavily involved in the innovation and the new product development. We've got um, two new products that we're launching next year. Um, Three actually. Uh, one of them's um, not for humans, which is probably the only, th- the only thing I can say at this point. I think. Woof. Otherwise, I'll get. I can't, ah, can't I'll be in comment. trouble with my legal eagle um, if I say too much. But, Don't do um, that. Keep, keep on the right We've side. been asked. We've been asked for that sort of product for a long time. So yeah, I think continuing to be innovative. Uh, we've never launched a product for the sake of it, so we've got a relatively small uh, product offering even now. I think. You're right, though. I think keeping the energy going is uh, becomes, you know, harder and harder. I guess. But underneath all of that, very briefly before we go to your song choice, there's a, it seems to me there's a set of values as well. I mean, the the fact that the the, the business likes to give um, its time and its energy to certain charities, um, the fact that you are straight talking, these are good things, aren't they? In modern, business? I think so. And um, I'm a huge believer in the whole uh, culture eats strategy for breakfast type. Uh, strap line. Culture has been absolutely key to what we've done. Uh, we've grown from two to 52 with next to no 
uh, or very very little staff turnover. Um, In one word, how would you define the cult- the culture? If you only have one word, uh, probably sounds a bit cheesy, but family, I would think, is probably the best word. It, it feels like a dysfunctional family. Perfect. Sounds like a lot of businesses I may have worked in, and maybe even do. <laughs> Listen, Matt, it's been really good to talk to you. Um, really good luck as and when you come to do whatever it is you want to do in the next few years, if it indeed you do realise some of the value of the business. Um, the products do work, as you said, and that must be at the core of it. Um, just before I let you go, what's your song choice and why have you chosen it? Uh, my song choice is a song that means an awful lot to me. Um, so I've got a, a fantastic, wonderful, beautiful seven-and-a-half-year-old little boy, and... Um, before he was born and in the couple of months before he was born when he was kicking and all that sort of stuff there's one song that we would play in the car that would immediately settle him and then in the first couple of years after he was born um, and having a moment or whatever in the back of the car if we put this song on he would instantly just stop crying and just and even now when he's tired uh, he'll ask if I could um, play Bojangles so it's um, Mr Bojangles by Nina Simone here it is just for you I knew a man, Bojangles, and he danced for you. And worn out shoes. With silver hair, a ragged shirt, and baggy pants. The old soft shoes. He jumped so That was Mr Bojangles from Nina Simone, the song choice of my business shaper today, Matt Lum. Down to earth, someone that believed being accessible is really important. Someone who's hired people that are better than him, as he said, in the key jobs, critical to the success of a business. And also someone who believes in the importance of learning. And through a process that didn't quite happen about 18 months ago, they have really learnt a lot as they look forward to developing their business further. Do join me again, same time, same place. That's next Saturday, 9am sharp for another edition of Jazz Shapers. Meanwhile, stay with us. Coming up next, it's Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mish Rea. It's business, but it's personal.